Tonight on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, we are doing Dynasty Trade Situations. It's time for Garbage Time. Welcome into Garbage Time Fantasy Football. I am your host, Ron, the Fantasy Specter Seymour, joined today by Joseph Can. How are you doing today, Joe? Doing great, Ron. What'd you think of my uh, reaction video from Saturday? Uh, it was good, man. Uh, I see that guy is still on his bullshit, though. So, I mean, might need another one. Might need another one is right. Guys, if you like what you hear on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, make sure to like and subscribe to the show here on YouTube. We are also in audio formats on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. We are live on Twitch and Twitter. You can leave us voice and hate mails at www.garbagetimeff.com. Right, Ron? I feel very low and I don't like it. Did you get a new seat or something? No. Did you shrink in your old age? That might be it. Osteoporosis is kicking in. All right, before you're completely off your webcam, then are you ready to get into the news? Yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. News updates. All right, first little bit of news we have tonight for the Hackling fandom is that Austin Eckler wanted a trade, was seeking a trade. And him and the Chargers are now at an impasse, and he has now gotten permission to seek that trade. Ron, what's your thoughts on that? This may be too high. <laughs> About as high as Austin Eckler's contract demands? Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, what's Yeah, Eckler wants, Eckler wants a bigger contract. The Chargers don't want to pay it. I mean, there's a chance, but I don't. I think it'll be either a – draft day trade or after draft trade. I think the Chargers are making sure they can get a earlier rounder running back before they really let him go. So we'll see. Honestly, where do you end up thinking he can potentially go? Do you think anyone's willing to give up anything for him in a trade package? I kind of got a feeling that nobody's going to want him. It all depends on the what they're looking for for him. I mean, he's what? He's got to be 30 now, right? It's 27, 28. I believe he's 28. Oh, really? Is he still only 28? Yeah, he's still pretty young, I believe, the running back position. So, I mean... Let's, let's get that age so we can give a good assessment on that trade value. Yeah, I, I would think, you know, 27, 28 would be, you know, probably this year, maybe one more year after that. Can you reach your phone from up there? Yeah, I got it. I'm working on it. I know exactly what team he's on in our dynasty league because I've looked at trading for him a time or two. Oh, 27. So, yeah, I guess he's not super a buck. Here, here, here you are putting him in the running back ground right before he's even hit age 28, Ron. Yeah, I, I, I honestly thought he was older than that, if I'm being completely honest. This is okay, in redraft and dynasties, then, what kind of value do you see him at? <sighs> dynasty, he's probably only got – one to two more years of RB1 production, mm -hmm. I would assume. Uh, redraft, I mean, he's still going to be a first-rounder. Some people might 
I've heard things, people saying he's going to be the 101 in redraft. I don't know if I agree with that. That would really depend on where he actually ends up and if he's still with the Chargers, I think. Yeah. I think there's still a lot of other running backs I'd rather take over him as the 101. I would still take a Christian McCaffrey. If Brees Hall is actually on pace to start week one, I may consider him, too, at the 101. I you know, I find it really lovely that usually you're supposed to do this before shows and you're just adjusting your camera, like, right at the beginning well, of the still. I didn't realize – I don't know what's wrong with my chair. I just don't feel right right now. Jesus. I don't like it. I'm having a hard time. Lord help us. You can't even concentrate on Austin Eckler. I'm, listen, Eckler is going to be fine this year. But right. he's also hit – now my – you're killing me over here. This is garbage time fantasy football. It just fell off my desk. I think you should just stop touching stuff over there. How's that sound? <laughs> For the audio listener, listeners, would you like to tell okay. them what fell off your desk? <laughs> it's microphone. I guess, I guess I'll just hold it. <laughs> just like you're sitting on a stage. Game show host Ron Seymour. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, hang on uh, to your microphone. Uh, I'm ready to go. Let's roll. Okay. <laughs> I hope this isn't the first one people watch. They'll never watch again. <laughs> it's not that bad, Ron. I can actually still hear you. All right. You ready for the next bit of news? Oh, I'm so ready. All right. 49ers. Uh, have started rumors, or allegedly have started rumors. I think it's actually the Packers blowing smoke out there that Aaron Rodgers could potentially be moved to the 49ers if something has not worked out with the Jets. So do you think these rumors are bullshit, or do you think there's actually something to them? Well, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, every team that could possibly need a quarterback is going to look at Aaron Rodgers if things don't work out with the Jets. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's anything substantial to these rumors, but I still think, you know, yes, someone's going to look at Aaron Rodgers if they think he's available. Does that affect his fantasy prospects going into the offseason if he ended up somewhere else? Aaron Rodgers? Yes. No. Actually, I think the 49ers wouldn't be that far different than the Jets. I mean, they have multiple good wide receivers, a good tight end. And a good defense. Running back, like, in a good defense. So, it's honestly, the 49ers and the Jets kind of seem like the same team to me, really. Honestly, it might be a little bit better of a fit if they're a little better in the trenches currently. Um, I'm hoping that's not going to be the case. I think it's going to continue along the lines that it currently is, which is insane. He wants to play for the Jets. So, I'm hoping he's not a dick and decides to go the other direction on that because oh, it's taking a long time. a dick. <laughs> All right, Ravens are also posing the possibility of taking a quarterback in the first round, and the Titans are thought to be a candidate to potentially move to number three to take the quarterback. Uh, which one of these scenarios is more likely to you? Which one affects fantasy prospects from a dynasty perspective more? And which one would you like to see? So the Titans moving up to get a quarterback, I think, is probably more likely than – what was the other team? The Ravens. The Ravens. I had it, but I lost it. Um, the Ravens would have to trade Lamar Jackson for this to work. They're not going to get 
one of those top four guys where they are in the draft. They could get that Hendon Hooker, which people do like in the draft community. Um, he's coming off an ACL last year, though, so that's kind of why his stock isn't as high as these other guys. But I've had I've heard people have him as you know the number three QB in this class. I believe he actually gave went in for a visit today. <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, maybe they go and get him as a backup plan to Lamar Jackson or whatever. Um, so I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility, but I don't think they can move up. So the Titans moving up to three. It could happen, but I don't think the Cardinals are going to want to drop out of the top ten like that. Where did the Titans pick? It's got to be in the teens somewhere. Mm, let's see right now. I'm not quite sure. Order. I do not. Because, you know, the Cardinals have holes that need to be filled. And, like, if they're trading back, they're giving up on that Will Anderson kid who's supposed to be next-level talent, you know. A so, lot of teams are going to be giving up on potentially Will Anderson. Right, but that's my point. Like, for in order for the them to trade back, they're going to they're not going to want to go too far back, you know. They may not get Will Anderson, but they could get uh, what you're saying, Davis, the defensive tackle there, um, Tyree Wilson. They're going to want to stay in contention for one of these other superstar players. The Tennessee Titans are picking at eleven. So, okay, 11 isn't bad, I guess. I mean, there's still going to be talent that they could use there at 11. That that would just be... Wait, weren't the Titans almost in the playoffs last year? Yeah, but kind of fell off towards the end of the year. That's why they're picking so high. They really yeah, fell the, off. The last game was a playoff game. Like, No. Between, yes, it was. Not, not in the playoffs, but week 18 was a win and in for them. With really shitty records with them and the Jags, dude. That's why they're picking eleven. They that ter- both teams had terrible records. Oh wow! All right, all right. I just is the season that far? Your memory's passed already. Well, it's just the fact that when I think of people, you know, playing for a playoff spot, I, I just assume their record was better than the eleventh pick in the draft. You know what I mean? Like, I would think at least. 16 17 area but yeah but if you're you're, i'm remembering that now they were both like i think the jacksonville jaguars got in with a nine and eight record right yeah yeah did you fix your microphone yeah why that's good (laughs) all right speaking of the ravens i temporarily fix it it's not where i normally have it Nervous. Odell's an interesting signing if the Ravens ended up going that direction. So I wanted to get your outlook on his potential fantasy value if he actually got picked up by the Ravens. Do you think his evaluation from the fantasy perspective would go down because of that being a very run-heavy team because of their quarterback situation? What's your thoughts on him potentially signing with the Ravens? If he signs with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson is the quarterback, then I'm fine with it because – you know, yes, they're run heavy, but we've seen uh, Lamar Jackson support one wide receiver and then Mark Andrews, the tight end. Uh, Hollywood Brown had a good year, and 
I think, you know, I've been on record. I think Odell Beckham still has it. I think he still has the talent. It's just a matter of if he can stay on the field. Yeah, his production has dropped uh, over the last few years, but he hasn't stayed healthy and been on the field consistently enough to bring that back to full pace. Um, I think if we saw him going towards the later portion of the season is when we would see him really blow up in this kind of an offense. I think he may start slow no matter where he signs, honestly, the first portion of the season because he has been hurt two out of the last three years and it's two ACLs, which isn't a death cry to a career anymore, but he's on the wrong side of 30 now. So it's going to take him a little bit to adjust Back to it. Um, I could see him at the beginning of the season being probably a high-end wide receiver three and then a low-end wide receiver two, I think, by the end of the season. Yeah, he really could. Um, Now, if it's not Lamar Jackson and it's maybe Tyler Huntley, I don't know. I know two years ago Tyler Huntley looked really good when he was spelling uh, Lamar Jackson. A lot of people thought last offseason – that someone might trade for him that needed a quarterback to make him a starter. That's how well he played when Lamar Jackson was injured in 2021. But he looked like hot garbage in some games last year, though. Right, and that's what I mean. This past year when he, you know, came in for Lamar, he didn't didn't look as good as he did the year before. Yeah, he made the Pro Bowl. That was – I'm fully under the impression that they did that because – they wanted an athletic person to do the skills stuff. Like they didn't want to bring in one of these guys that, you know, can't, you know, I mean, yes, they're all athletes, but Tyler Huntley athletically is probably better than a lot of the QBs in the league. That's true. And someone like Mac Jones isn't very athletic either. We've seen pictures of him with a shirt off. Uh, And speaking of Mac Jones, uh, New England's kind of agitated with him, and there has been rumors that they're potentially looking to move on from him. This these haven't been very strong rumors early in the offseason, but this week they've picked up. Um, obviously, the Twitterverse is kind of picking up on this right now. So, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think they could potentially move him before the draft? And could New England look, be looking at other avenues for a quarterback, or do you think they're looking to go with Zappy? Um. Well, I know I know Bill Belichick has a plan in mind. You know what I mean? If they get rid of Mac Jones, he has something up his sleeve already. I don't think he would do something to put this team at a position to not at least compete. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's going to completely tank, you know? Yeah, these rumors were just really at a weird time, too. We're kind of at that weird slot over the next few weeks where it's kind of really quiet for agencies died down. Um, the energy for the draft really hasn't gotten up there yet. So we'll, we'll see that, like I said, in a few weeks from now. But this kind of came out of left field. Like I said, we kind of heard inklings of this right around the Super Bowl time period. But they really picked up in the last few days. It's, it's just really interesting to see what they could end up doing with him. I've heard rumors of him maybe going to the 49ers for Trey Lance. That's a weird one. I've heard the Titans. Um, but something just really doesn't seem to make sense here. And it's, there's got to be something to it if it kind of came out of nowhere. It's so odd. Wasn't there something about uh, Shanahan actually wanted to draft Mac Jones in that draft? At number three, yes. Yeah, and like, but the ownership was like, "Nah, we're going with Trey Lance." So maybe there's something to that where they bring Mac Jones in and get you know trade Trey Lance back, maybe swap a couple picks along with the deal. I don't know. 
If we got that insane swap, what would the fantasy outlook of these two QBs look like? I imagine Mac Jones would probably – I would say he would probably beat out Sam Darnold in that spot. What would he look like in the 49ers offense, and what would Trey Lance look like potentially in the Patriots offense? I think Mac Jones could look really good in that 49ers offense. They do a really good job making any quarterback look good. And, yeah, last year was not great for Mac Jones, and he doesn't have, you know, the rushing ability, high upside that Trey Lance has. But his rookie season, when he wasn't under an offensive coordinator that's a defensive coordinator, he actually looked, you know, decent for rookie standards. You know what I mean? Like, he actually played really well that year. Um, so you have to think that with someone like Kyle Shanahan, that he could get pretty good production out of Mac Jones. Could he be a low end QB two in the 49ers offense in super flex formats? He could be a low end QB one in super flex formats in the really? Kyle Shanahan offense. Yeah. I don't, oh, really, I, don't, I don't know about that, but well, uh, that's, that's more on Kyle Shanahan than it is on. I mean, Jimmy G has finished, and I think Mac Jones is probably right on par with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll take your opinion on this because obviously I'm a little bit biased based on the TV plays for. <laughs> so we'll yeah, take I've your opinion on problem, that tonight. I've never had any problem with the Patriots. No, no, I, I imagine you're not. They've kind of helped put trophies in your trophy case, so no problems there. All right, DeAndre Hopkins could be cut instead of moved from the Cardinals based on the fact that they have an absolute ridiculous ass for him. There was reports out there that they were asking for a first-round pick for him or multiple picks on a high end. This just isn't the kind of package that they're going to get for him. His salary is very high. Do you think he ends up being cut from the Cardinals, or do you think they're just absolutely ridiculous and need to take whatever that's out there for him? And where could he end up? I think, yeah, they need to just – Take what they can get for him. First off, I don't know if you remember that. I don't know if you remember the trade they did to acquire that. It was a great trade. David Johnson. Yeah, they got rid of David Johnson and like got a second or David Johnson and a second round pick to get DeAndre Hopkins. And the Texans ate all of David Johnson's contract. Like they won the lottery with that draft. And now you're trying to do way better, like get way more than what you gave for him. Like that's a really Joe McCann thing to do. Like, Yeah, that's definitely a used car salesman <laughs> kind of move there. Uh, Adam from the Hackling Fandom says, Ayo, Fandom, only six months away from opening kickoff. Hell yes. I, I'm not rushing summer, but I'm always up for some more football. And if you're right. watching the show at this portion of the year when the draft hasn't even happened yet, you're a true member of the Heckling fandom. That's right. Next little bit of news we have tonight. I found this very interesting. Delvin Cook finally went under a procedure for his shoulder, and they really think this is going to take care of the issue of him dislocating that shoulder, which is kind of disappointing because he's no longer going to end up going in the mechanism. So those really high-powered games where he's in the cast and just explodes are gone now. But he's unlikely to be injured by this issue anymore, this dislocation of his shoulder. So what's your thoughts on him potentially recovering from this? And do you think it'll actually help out his fantasy value? I don't know. I the mean, device. The, the way I kind of feel about it is, like, he's been dealing with this and he knows how to get through it. And he hasn't missed a whole lot of time. 
I don't so, even know if he plays better when he dislocates his shoulder, I think. Right. Like, it really – there's no change overall in his game. All it makes me worried about is, like, what they do to fix it and, like, is it going to cause it to break, actually, instead of dislocate? So. You know nah, what I mean? Like, it, it, it seems like he's got a pretty good prognosis on it. Um, Delvin Cook seems to be kind of going under the radar for fantasy owners – this year, I think, in the early part of the season, people are talking about other running backs as opposed to him. So what is your value for him in redraft and in dynasty this year? Uh, he's still – Delvin Cook is still a first-rounder in redraft, um, probably towards the back end of the first round. Like, I think I think you probably have to take Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson-type wide receivers over him at this point. Uh, I had him in a league last year, and he was good, but he didn't – he wasn't winning you leagues. He was never explosive. But he, right, but he, and he's also not going to lose you one still, though. Like, he's a very consistent running back one, and there's definitely – you definitely want that on your team, but you're not going to waste a top six pick on him. Like, I, I probably would start looking at him around – you know, pick seven or pick eight in the first round just off the top of my head. Okay, and last thing I wanted to ask you about him was, what do you see as his current dynasty value right now? Is he even worth a 2023 first-round pick at his current age? No, no. Um, he's already, you know, the team is already, he, he might just straight get caught. Like, he might not even wow. be on the Vikings. I, there's reports. There's reports that he might just be a cap casualty. They just paid uh, Alexander Madison. I mean, not a whole lot of money, but they, they paid, paid him. him. So, so do you think they're a candidate to potentially draft someone in uh, maybe the mid rounds here and then potentially cut him? Yeah, I 100 percent think that could happen. Uh, there's you know ten running backs that look okay at least in this class so teams might think well you know now's the time to get out of these older contracts if we can and bring in a younger guy maybe he's an Austin Eckler replacement for the Chargers no I don't think that I don't know because I don't think they're going to trade because I don't think they want his money that's the whole point they're not you know with Austin Eckler they don't want to pay him I'm not talking about him ending up in Minnesota. I'm talking about if Eckler was traded and he hit the open market, I could see the Chargers picking him up because they're a team ready to win. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, I They might, but I, I'm not out of the realm that the Chargers might pick up Bijan. Could do that, too. Round. I would love that for our dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Yeah, so. You know, know Eagles, Cowboys, Chargers, I'm fine with any of those teams. Bears, they like to run the ball too. Any yeah, of them are fine. Yeah. Just, just Dolphins. not Houston. Yeah, just Dolphins not Houston. Houston's my number one spot. Yeah, Houston, just don't trade back and take him, please. I've already got your running back in. That would be really bad for me. That's the little news I have for you. There's reports about Rashad White potentially being a three-down back this year. What do you think is the possibility of that actually happening? And does he actually have the work format to be able to do that? Oh yeah, he he might. I mean, but he's going to be one of those guys where if they draft anybody in the first two days of the draft, 
it's going to instantly kill his value because that means they don't 100% believe in him. Um, and also, this team is probably not going to be scoring an awful lot. I mean, they've got Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask as is going to be their starting QB this year. And let's be real, we have no idea what Kyle Trask is up to this point. True. Like, he could come out and be very good at football and actually make this offense better than most people project. But as of right now, I'm not I'm not projecting them to score a lot of points, which hurts the running back position. He's a sneaky favorite in the, among dynasty communities who have kind of, like, suckled to his tit for, like, the last few years, I feel like, right behind Brady. It was kind of weird. I, I honestly didn't know much about Kyle Trask until I started seeing him in the forums and the threads, and people really liked his play style and set. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there with Baker Mayfield and him. And, yes, I understand that was a really weird analogy, Rob, but I thought it was very comfortable for this podcast. Yeah, definitely definitely works right for the podcast, you know? Yeah. And then last little bit of news tonight is there is finally a report out on Tim Patrick. He cleared and is expected to be ready for the regular season. The ACL is all healed. Can we expect anything from Tim Patrick this year? I mean, there's still people that think he's the best wide receiver on that team, which is wild because you got just Colton a, Sutton and Jerry Judy. Just has a boring name. Just has a boring name, but, like, he, he could. I mean, we got to see what he's like off the injury. He's never played with Russell Wilson. So we we got to see. He's definitely, I mean, if you got people in Dynasty that aren't paying attention and you can go get him for scraps, definitely someone to add to your team. Like off the waivers that happened in our league? Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens at that quarterback position this year, even if the Bucks are potentially looking to take a mid-round QB to compete with those two. Definitely a backfield that you're going to want to watch. You right, switched well, from Tim Patrick back to the Bucks backfield. It was wild. Did you love that? <laughs> you ready to do some trades? Yeah, let's go. All right, so I'm going to steal this first one. I saw this on uh, Keep Trade Cut, and it was one of my favorite ones. It involved Rashad White, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. Would you rather have – well, I'll say you have Tyler Algier in the 109, okay? Okay. Would you accept Rashad White in a 2025 first-round pick for those two? And tell me why or why not. So it's the 109 – And oh, Algier no, – Tyler- Tyler Algier in a 2025 first for Rashad White. It's Tyler Algier and 109 this year for Rashad White in a 2025 first. (laughs) This is a tough one. I had to think about this one for a minute. I, I think I would just stay. I don't. Tyler Algier scares me mm-hmm. because, like I said, the Falcons could draft, you know, Bijan or eight at eight or another different running back early in the second round. Like, I, I, I think it's probably about seventy-five percent chance that they draft another running back this year early. Um, so Tyler Algier could be nothing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Rashad White could be nothing. So now you're looking 
So I almost think like Rashad White's ceiling is higher, but we've already seen what Tyler, Tyler Algier could do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think there's kind of a wash between those two. So that's I, the I think that they will, versus the twenty twenty five pick, which is two years down the line. Well, yeah, two years, yeah. Allegedly. So it'd be next year, yeah. Um Oh no, that would be two oh that's two years, yeah. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do that. No. I, I, I think the key component here is the 109, and I think I would want to take a player at 109 for my team. Rashad White is interesting because we were hearing the reports about him potentially being a three-down running back, but this just really isn't realistically a league where many teams want to run that kind of a system, except the Steelers, it kind of feels like. Um, so I don't see Rashad White falling into that role. I think he's going to be an effective running back, but I could still see Algier being effective in the Falcons' backfield, even if they draft someone, because they're not going to use one running back either, I don't think. So I would rather pick well, the first-round player this year, I think, yeah. as opposed to in 2025. All right, uh, next trade okay. I got. Go ahead. No, no, I was just agreeing. Okay. All right, next trade I've got for you. Uh, one of your old favorites, one that you've made me eat crow on a few times, Jonathan Taylor, or would you rather have DeAndre Swift in the 105 this year? So one player, Jonathan Taylor, or DeAndre Swift in the 105. I think I'd still do Jonathan Taylor. What's your logic behind that? DeAndre Swift scares the absolute shit out of me. I don't trust him. I don't think the Lions trust him. Um, he can't stay healthy. He can't stay on the field. He's extremely explosive. He's a very good running back, but I just – we haven't been able to. We haven't seen him be able to put it together for a full season. Where Jonathan Taylor, yeah, he was injured all last year, pretty much. But the year before, he was. I mean, last year was the first time he's ever missed games in his entire football career. So he's not exactly glass. And and let me preface, guys. We do a ten-team superflex league. That's really. The only way to do dynasty leagues is a superflex format, but we have ten teams. So these. Are a little bit deeper of a league so just keep that in mind when we're evaluating these trades too um i honestly think i might take the deandre swift in 105 i do not necessarily trust deandre swift as you're stating i don't know what detroit necessarily wants to do with him but you've got the chance to get in a super flex format one of the quarterbacks there or potentially have gibbs fall you there if people in front of you like the quarterbacks um, so you could really have two bites of the apple at the running back position. I understand what Jonathan Taylor is, an animal. But I th- I think I'd be okay taking the other side of this trade. It, it would be close, but I would take the 105 and Swift. I also think that that's not enough for Jonathan Taylor. I, I just don't. DeAndre well, Swift hasn't proven anything. And the 105 is – now, if you told me it was DeAndre Swift and the 102 – then I might think about doing it because then you're guaranteed to get a running back. You, well, you could either get a running back if it's not super flex, or if it's super flex, you're guaranteeing whatever quarterback you want. Because whatever B-Gons quarterback won. you think is the best one to have in fantasy, like whether that be Richardson or Stroud or Young or whatever, you got him. Where at number five, you're probably if you're looking at quarterback, you're probably getting Will Levis, and if you're looking at running back. It's most, you know, Jameer Gibbs 
I mean, you're just hoping these guys go to a good landing spot. Like right. these guys don't even have landing spots yet. So there's a there's a chance. It's not a very high chance, but there's a chance that every running back not named B. John Robinson goes to a terrible situation and might not be worthy of taking that early in the draft. Like, right. It's funny that you brought up. We're hoping that these players end up in great spots. There is some dynasty leagues that draft before the draft. So let me ask you this one. This one's kind of interesting. And I saw the scenario also on Reddit. Would you rather have Drake London or Jackson Smith and Jigba before he's drafted? Drake London. Logic. Uh, Drake London was taking, taken as the first wide receiver off the board last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Desmond Ritter should potentially take a, at least some sort of a jump as a quarterback this year. And we saw towards the end of the year, the last couple games, when they started getting more of a rapport together, Drake London good. was calling. And then not only that, but in the beginning of last year with Marcus Mariota, Drake London looked really good. Like, long-term... I mean, I mean Jackson Smith and Jigba is supposed to be really good, but where does he go? Do you think Drake London's heavily going under the radar for this season? I think in some circles. I think in some situations he's not going to be seen, but he's gonna. I'll call it now. He'll finish as if he plays all of the games or at least most of them. He's gonna finish as a wide receiver too this year. Probably yeah. closer to the high end of that too. Like he's. I agree. There's no one really there that's fighting for targets outside of Kyle Pitts, which most quarterbacks, even the not so great ones, can support a tight end and a, a wide receiver at least. Yes, they want to run the ball a lot, but I think that just helps everything. And if I, think draft, I think it's a very fair assessment of that situation. If if they draft Bijan, and he starts going out there and making people look silly, and they have to start stacking the box, I. You put Drake London in one-on-one coverage, he's winning. I think that helps him and Kyle Pitts both if that ends up happening. Right. And you put either one of those guys in one-on-one coverage, they're winning. Like, yeah. no one's stopping them. I don't care. You'd be the best corner in the game. I don't think you're stopping Drake London. I believe the talent's there. They just have found Yeah. All right. We already covered the 102 and 103 and your scenarios in the last trade. So let's talk about the 101 for a package of players. Would you rather have the 101 in the 2023 rookie draft this year, or would you rather have the package of three players, Michael Pittman, Hollywood Brown, and Nick Chubb? So this would basically be Bijan Robinson for Michael Pittman, Hollywood Brown, and Nick Chubb. In a 10-man Superflex League. I don't hate it, um, but this kind of feels like, what's your situation? Like, are you already stacked at running back? You know what I mean? Because I feel like anybody willing to really trade the 101 has to be stacked at running back. And then I think about it, like, so if you're stacked at running back and then you get those three players, which Pittman and Hollywood Brown are both very good talent, just, you know, been on subpar offenses or been injured. So if you are decent at running back and you can 
turn around and then retrade Nick Chubb and get back into the first round potentially, say like the 104, 105, that could that could be all right. I'm gonna go on the used car salesman side of this trade and say it's not even nearly enough, and I'm gonna explain why here. One, Nick Chubb is an Asian running back, aging his way out of Cleveland. He's still good, but he's aging. Hollywood Brown is playing with Tyler Murray, who's good, but is starting to get questioned with the Cardinals. That's that's a little concerning. Definitely the number one there, though. And Michael Pittman currently doesn't have a quarterback, and it could be a very young quarterback coming into play for him. So those three factors don't make this enough for me to trade Bijan Robinson to another team, which you could argue even before he gets drafted could be the number one dynasty running back before he's even on the team. He's the number one dynasty option at the running back position. So I, I don't think this is nearly enough for him. Yeah, I mean, I could, I can kind of see both ways. And like I said, with the other side of it, it's fully if you are already stacked at the running back position. Like, let's say you have Brees Hall and, you know, Saquon Barkley and Najee Harris. And like, you just, you've been just getting all great running backs for the past three, four years. And Bijan is just a, pleasure pick for you really you know what i mean or like maybe you're not even maybe, <laughs> That's a dark pleasure. right and maybe you know maybe it's even you know a super flex and you're hurting at quarterback i mean you might not even be thinking about taking him at 101 so if that's the pace though it he's a little one. you'd have to trade the pick then right that's and that's pick. what i mean like and that's why i said like if you're good at running back i wouldn't hate this trade because right. you can use Nick Chubb to get back into the first round. I think you could get a much better package, though, if you're going to do that. And, I, I mean, you're, you're talking about this being the sky and you could ask for the moon. I think you could get a lot better, younger talent if this is what you're looking to do. If you're looking for straight-up players because you're a team that's ready to compete in the playoffs as opposed to taking younger talent and you're looking for them, I think you could get better players, maybe a la Garrett Wilson, those kind of players. I know it takes – I know it's going to take a lot to get that 101. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll move on to pick 103 now. So this is just a straight-up trade for picks in the Dynasty League. So, Ron, would you rather have the 103 or the package of the 106, a 2024 first, and the 207 in 2023? So three so picks for one. So for the 103, you're getting a the 106 and 207 this year. Yep. And a 2024 first. I think I would take the the 106. Do you think there's enough talent to make that cutoff to where you can make that trade be beneficial for you? Like you see that there is enough of a line of talent to feel like you're still getting value for that 106. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you figure you got Bijan, and let's say uh, Jameer Gibbs goes to a good landing spot. Let's say he goes to the Eagles. So you got two running backs there. You've got at least three quarterbacks that are, you know, especially in Superflex, are going to go mm -hmm. in those first four to five picks. So that's five players right there. So that puts you at the 106. You get your choice of these wide receivers. 
I think there's a disparity, and you 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 said it right here, and that's kind of interesting. We're we're talking about superflex formats, and that's I believe the only way to play dynasty. But there is the leagues that only do one QB leagues. I think if in the scenario where it's a one QB league and it's not nearly as valuable in smaller leagues, ten format teams, one QB. There's not necessarily a high ceiling with a lot of these quarterbacks. Maybe one or two of them. I don't know if I would want the 106. You may be looking to potentially get at 103 for the quarterback out of Florida who feels like he's got a much higher ceiling than these other guys as opposed to maybe just a more stable quarterback in the Superflex format. So I think that's a big difference that somebody to consider here in trading the 103. Just yeah, something to consider depending on your format. At 106, like in non-Superflex, there's a chance that the top quarterback falls to 106 because, you know, people don't value him as much. So you're going to have Bijan, Jameer Gibbs. You'll have Jackson Smith and Smith, Jigba. You'll have Quentin Johnson going. Yeah, he's falling on boards. I don't know if it's going to be there, dude. Right, but they're not. people are going to take a chance on these high-end athletic guys. And then at 106, you could get Anthony Richardson. And if he hits like people think he's going to hit, you can get a haul for him. Or if you have another quarterback that's already really good or two or whatnot, you can get a haul for those guys. So I, I, think, I think it's significantly of, deflated. And I think Anthony Richardson would be taking in the top five. I, I think he's right at the cusp of that line. And I really don't think it would be worth doing this trade in a one QB dynasty league. Superflex, absolutely. That's that's just where I see it on that. Okay, so we'll uh, move to the other end of the spectrum. We've talked about QBs here a little bit. So let's do a very strange tight end trade. Would you rather have George Fant or Cade Otten? So this is just a tight end for tight end switch. Is George Fant still in the Broncos? <laughs> he's, he's in Seattle, dude. See, I think I'd have to go. I think I have to go Kate Otten because at least I know where Kate Otten's playing. Okay. Enough said there. Feel like, which makes me feel like I like him better because I know where he is. Okay. All right. Move off that one. Yeah, I don't. I think the upside is there for both of them. They're both athletic, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. They're both not in great situations. All right. So, again, super flex league. Would you rather have Geno Smith or Cortland Sutton, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Chuba Hubbard? Geno. No question? Other side just no trash? Other yeah. side just trash? I mean, MVS is nothingness. I don't think he's ever helped a fantasy team, and he's bet, and he's played with two of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Like, And he hasn't been able to make it work, so – Sorry, like you, you're not doing it. <laughs> okay. Colin Sutton, there's upside there, but who knows? And then Chuba Hubbard's nothing. Okay. They brought in Miles Sanders. They're not using Chuba Hubbard. All right. This Reddit user had a very interesting scenario. He's trying to trade his 106 and 108 for a package of players. So obviously look to compete this year. And he got three offers and he was asking the thread, what is the best offer here? So out of these three, I want you to tell me what you think is the best package for them, okay? You said for the 106 and 108? Yes. Is it say if it's super flex? This is super flex. Okay. Package one, Brees Hall. 
Package two, and mind you, package two and three come from the same player, so one player in this package is included in both. The first package is J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, and Amari Cooper. And package three is J.K. Dobbins and Delave. So Brees Hall by himself, package two, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, and Amari Cooper, or package three, J.K. Dobbins, and Chris Olave. Yeah. You can see why he was asking the thread for help here. Well, instantly, I want to be like, take Brees Hall. But if he's looking to compete this year, that might not be the best move. Because Brees could potentially miss, you know, four or five weeks. And then when he comes back, it still could be a few weeks after that for him to be 100%. Now, he could help long-term with the playoff push and all that. But, you know, if you're missing five weeks and you – the J.K. Dobbins-Alave one – That's interesting. That yeah, is interesting because I, be I, really like, I really like J.K. Dobbins this year. I think yeah. it's another year after his massive injury and on a really run-heavy team, I think he's still very talented. So, And you know this, in our Dynasty League, I, I traded a first-rounder for him last year. Mm-hmm. And then, so I just, I think the talent is still there. It's really hard to pass on Brees Hall, though. It really is, because he feels like he could be the number one dynasty prospect. For like three or four years. Yeah. I but mean, You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the kid coming out of Texas is going to have something to say about that, but damn, Brees is good. If anyone can come back full force off a clean ACL tear, it's going to be him week one. All right, next scenario I've got for you. Would you rather have Kelvin Ridley, the 2023 110, and two fourth-round picks, or Deshaun Watson? Say that again? Kelvin Ridley, the 110, two fourth-round picks, or Deshaun Watson? You said this was super flex? Yes. I'd probably go with Deshaun Watson. I would too, and here's the reason why. The, the 401, 403 trash. Absolutely nothing in rookie drafts. That's just dart throws, basically waiver pickups. I think you All can right. take those out of the equation. Calvin Ridley, very interesting player this year. I, I think on Jacksonville, and I think he's – if you got him on a discount, I, I think he's going to be great this year. But for yeah. him in the 110, for what the Browns invested in that dirtbag, Deshaun Watson, he's going to be a long-term answer there. They put a lot of money into him. They brought some weapons in around him. They just brought in Elijah Moore. He could be in for a very good fantasy season. He's he's going to be there for the long haul. And, you know, character things aside, you he's know, a good quarterback. Stuff aside, he was a top 10 QB every year. Could be a top and, five this year. It, yeah, like he's going to be a good QB and he's going to be a difference maker for your team. So Dynasty doesn't care team. about the personality. Right, exactly. Yeah. Re, yeah, Dynasty doesn't care about players. <laughs> All right, you ready for the next one? Yep. All right. Would you rather have, and this is a draft picks for players trade, the 102, the 106, 
and a 2024 first-round pick for CMC, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, and Elijah Mitchell. Nope. Give me the three younger people. The players? No, no. Give me the picks. You'd rather CMC have the 102, 106, 2024? Yeah. CMC is older. I mean, getting older. He's getting to that point where any year now he could just disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, Devontae Adams is over 30. I mean, still, these guys are still great players. You know what I mean? I'm not saying they're not. Right. Elijah Mitchell, what team is he even on? The Dolphins? He is the cuff currently for CMC. Yeah. No, no. I'm not I'm not worried about that. And then Derek Carr? No. No, no, give me the 103, 106. You can get, yeah, nope. Like that? All right, let's move to another Jonathan Taylor trade. Jonathan Taylor for George Pickens, the 109 and 207. Jonathan Taylor for George Pickens, the 109 and the 207. Nope. Nope. Jay Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Yep. All right, next one. We're on to number 10. CMC, again, Reddit, this Reddit thread loves CMC. CMC, Stephon Diggs in the 109 for Travis Etienne, Tyler Lockett, Desmond Ritter, and a 2024 first round pick. That was a lot. It is. Say it again. Four for three. CMC, Stephon Diggs, the 109 this year for Travis Etienne, Tyler Lockett. Desmond Ritter, and a 2024 first-round pick. Nope. I think I'd keep the – I think I'd keep my players. So which side? I think I would prefer the CMC side, but I, I, wouldn't, make this, I wouldn't make this trade either way. I, w- I would not go either direction with this trade. I so don't think, think it's just a very shit good trade Yeah, I do. I don't like it either way. I, if I had to pick one of the sides, I think I would go with the Travis Etienne side. CMC is aging. Stephon Diggs is kind of in a weird spot with the Bills, and there's the 109. The, the determining factor here for me is Travis Etienne. I think he could be phenomenal for fantasy. Yeah, so, but I think they're going to bring in another guy. I don't think that he's not going to be the bell cow. He's not going to have a bell cow role. Okay. <clears throat> they're going to bring in another guy. They started doing it at the end of last year with Jamichael Hasty. Like they, I mean, ETN was electric the first after they realized that James Robinson was trash, and they finally gave he. I mean, for a few weeks there, he was on fire when he was getting all the work, yeah. and then they decided we don't want to give him all the work, and they started giving to Michael Hasty more work. Okay. So I don't. I like ETN as a player, and if he was guaranteed all of the work or like a workhorse level of work, yeah, I would take him, but. I don't, I don't think I like it. All right. You ready for your brain to hurt on this next one, too? This is another large one. It's already hurting, man. Let's go. All right. David Njoku, James Robinson. Nope. Hunter Renfro. And a 2025 first for Elijah Moore, Samaj P. Ryan, a 2024 second. And a 2023 fourth. I'd rather have the Elijah Moore side. 
Yeah, the other side just kind of feels like down the if, distance. If trash. I can get James Robinson off of my roster, that's what I want to do. For Samaje P. Ryan, too. That I I would rather have Samaje P. Ryan there. Elijah Moore is more interesting than David Njoku. Unfortunately, the 2025 first pushed too far down the line here. And I think I would rather have the 2024 second. I can kind of see both sides of this trade if you're trying to get that first there because you think you can find some value in it. But Elijah Moore is intriguing enough for me to take that side of the trade, I think. Yeah. All right. Next one. I've got only a few left for you. Aaron Jones, the 211, and Curtis Samuel, or Christian Kirk in the 206. I guess Christian Kirk in the 206. Nothing nothing exciting here for you though. No. Nothing. I it does I feel like if I want to win now I would go with the Aaron Jones side. Okay. Like if I'm winning now cuz Aaron Jones could still be okay this year. He's the pass catcher, you know, all that. So but I don't like either one of them. All right. You ready for a Patrick Mahomes trade? Oh, hell yeah. All right, this one this is interesting. If this contains any less than a stud player or two first-round picks, you're not trading Mac Jones or Patrick Mahomes. Would you trade away Patrick Mahomes for the 102, a 105, a 2024 first, and Drake London? That's the package. You would do it? I, I'm not saying I definitely would hit accept, but it would have me thinking. That's that's the package you would need. The 102, you're guaranteeing yourself a quarterback. If it's super flex, 105, you're guaranteeing yourself two quarterbacks. And then, you know, next year. And I'd also look at the person's team. Is Patrick Mahomes going to make them team that team a championship team? Or is that 2024 first going to be another early round pick? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and then Drake London, I think he's a stud. So, so it's three firsts total and Drake London, right? That's what you said? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that would make me think. I can't guarantee you'd be 100% accepted, but it would sit there before I hit, you know, anything. Before you hit the <laughs> I, I don't think I would be able to look at that and be like, well, that person made a dumb move. I mean, I would because it's Patrick Mahomes, but, like, at the same time, if he drafts C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson – with those first two picks, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and they both hit or, you know, if that, if that 2024 first round turns up to be that Caleb Williams, <laughs> like, I mean, or Marvin Harrison, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's exactly, that. that's how you're, I would look. I would look at the other person. You're, you're having but, visions of the future there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I thought you'd like that one. All right. I've got two, three or four more I like, for you. I like how I said with that one, it has to complain, contain at least two or two first-round picks. And that one had three. Or a stud player. And that had three first-round picks and a stud player. And I still wasn't like, yes, instantly hit accept. Because it's, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. It's tough. All right. This one's a little bit less enthusiastic, but kind of neat. Would you rather have Darius Tony? Wandell Robinson in the 110, and you would get Drake London in the 304. 
So it's Kadarius Wandale in the 110 mm-hmm. for Drake London in the 304. Yes. I think the 110 puts it too much. That's funny. I would take London here. I, 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 I didn't have a hesitation here. I would have taken the London in the 304 here. The only thing that worries me is because Wandale could Wandale and Kadarius could be phenomenal players. Like we, you've seen it on field. You could be, or they could be nothing. <laughs> they both they have that potential too. <laughs> they could be injured forever. Like, yeah. but that one ten, I don't. I could take. I could take it. I could. Okay. All right. If my Dude. team, if my team was like really close, and. I just needed another really good wide receiver potential on my team. I, I could definitely take the Drake London side. All right. Next one. Sam Howell in the 210 or a 2024 second in this year's 304? So a 2024 second? Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me Sam Howell in this year's second. Take the shot with him. I agree with you. I, yeah, he's the yeah, starting quarterback in the super flex league. I would take the shot with Sam Howell. Yeah, I think. if this is super flex, one thousand percent take the shot. Okay, this one's straight up. One hundred and three in twenty twenty three, or Garrett Wilson. Well, uh, Garrett Wilson. One hundred percent, no hesitation. Well, no hesitation whatsoever. Logic. I think Garrett, Garrett Wilson's going to be that next dude. Like, he could be right up there. I don't think he'll hit the same level as, like, a Jefferson or a Chase. But, like, listen, I have the 106 in Dynasty right now in our league. If I could take that and go get Garrett Wilson right now, I would. But you know he wouldn't do it. Yeah, because it's uh, JJ, right? No, it's Ryan. Oh, same thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, you, I would. You, you don't think I wasn't trying to move many packages to get him this year? It, it just wasn't working. What was the uh, what was the best one you offered? You think? Oh God, it, it, it was probably a three way trade. I'll I'll tell you off the air. And oh, it's it's quite a bit in the past, but no, I was trying to move heaven and earth to get Garrett Wilson on my roster, and just I couldn't work a three way trade out. There was I was very close with one of them, but. None of your friends there wanted to help me out there, and I had nothing on my roster that Ryan needed well, at the wide receiver position to do it. So it just wasn't going to work. So let's move on to the last one tonight, okay? Yep. This is a straight-up trade. Would you rather have Najee Harris or Michael Pittman? This one is, if I'm win now, give me Najee. If I'm rebuilding, give me Pittman, I think. So that's the differential there is whether you're going forward now or you're rebuilding? Yeah. What's these two players' current fantasy outlook in Dynasty? Like, break it down for us real quick. Um, I love Najee this year. Uh, in redraft, depending on where he his ADP ends up, which I think it's going to be second round. I will probably have quite a few shares of Najee Harris. A lot of people remember the beginning of last year where he didn't look great. But if you look at the back half of the year, he averaged like three more fantasy points per game than he did in the beginning half of the year. And he was almost a 
running back one, I believe. I want to say he was right outside that for the second half of the season. Um, he was coming off an injury out of last offseason, like a foot injury. So he wasn't himself, and then he started getting better and better, and you could see it on the field. He just looked more explosive. He looked like the running back coming that was coming out of college. However, he's already 25 years old. Yep. He came out of college really old for running backs. With a lot so, of work on him. If I'm in, if I'm rebuilding, then no, I don't really care to have Najee. Um, but if I'm in it to win it this year, Najee, I think Najee finishes as a top ten fantasy running back this year, probably top eight if I'm being honest. All right. Anything else you'd like to say to the heckling fan of tonight, Ron? Um, no, just uh, like and subscribe. Absolutely. And guys, if you like what you're on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, make sure to like and subscribe to the show, as Ron just said. Here on YouTube, you can also listen to us live on Twitch and Twitter. Leave us a voice saying, hey, emails at www.garbagetimeff.com, soon to be garbagetimefantasyfootball.com. I'll get to it one of these days. I'm get, I'll have some free time coming up here. And as I said, please listen to us in audio formats, too, on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and tune in. Leave us an Apple review. We would love if you would do that. And join the heckling fandom, guys. Ron, you ready to get out of here? Oh, hell yeah. And guys, if you'd like uh, any trade scenarios gone over on the show too, feel free to throw them down in the comments or reach out to us on Garbage Time Fantasy Football on Instagram or Garbage Time FF on Twitter. Have a good night. Mm-hmm.